I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Point Breeze, Homewood, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict de Moore Parish in the Hill District. We are wishing everyone a happy Independence Day on this 4th of July, 2021. And this Sunday morning, we are paying a visit to the DePaul School for Hearing and Speech in Pittsburgh's Shadyside neighborhood. DePaul School was founded back in 1908 by the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh and the Sisters of Charity of Seton Hill. It is the only listening and spoken language school in western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. Students who are deaf or hard of hearing learn to listen and to speak without sign language. DePaul School works with children from birth through eighth grade to prepare them to transition to neighborhood schools. Most do so by kindergarten. About 70% of the DePaul students have cochlear implants, which is a small electronic device that replaces the function of the damaged inner ear to send signals to the brain. Like many schools, it was a challenging year with the pandemic this past school year. And here to talk about the DePaul School is Ruth Old, who is the Executive Director at DePaul. Ruth, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you, Father Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. And happy uh, holiday to you. Happy Fourth of July to you and your family. And uh, Ruth, despite teaching in the city, uh, you had no shutdowns, uh, no COVID in the building. That is fantastic. And I'm sure it wasn't easing. How did you do that? Well, I'll just say with two words, it was a lot of planning and a lot of communication. We began planning to open our program in April of 2020, even though we knew we weren't opening until August. Um, And we let our parents know early out that they needed to get their children ready to wear a mask because that was what we were going to do. You know, Father Tom, children who are deaf or have hearing loss really don't learn well online. If you think about that, they, you know, they, it's a foreign experience. It's a, they need somebody in the building or right there with them to teach them what it is that they're trying to learn. So we made that commitment to our parents and we communicated that to them early. Get your kids ready. We want them in the building. And our parents were champions. Our teachers had so much to learn to get there, but it was really a very effective year. We can say our students had a full year of learning this year. And uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania just lifted the mask mandate this past Monday, and um, and few people like wearing masks, but for students who are deaf or hard of hearing, 
uh, they need to read lips. And I know that's a real problem. So how did they overcome that challenge? Well, that again goes back to the planning. Um, our students actually have access to sound through the cochlear implant or the hearing aids. So they could hear through the masks, but we also set up our program this year to be triple protected. We had masks on the students, but in the classroom when they were actually in instructional time, they had a PPE shield and they also had what I'll call a sneeze guard around them. So we had three forms of protection for our students, which really was very effective at helping us to not have any live virus exchange in the building. There were times when they could take the mask off in a class setting and use either the shield or the sneeze guard. So there was still two layers of protection. Um, it, it worked, you know, this allowed the students to see and to hear, and it was great. Good, yeah, and I've seen that on, on TV, especially with a lot of the, um, the, the county health department, public spokesperson, a lot of, uh, um, anytime there was a lot of um, public addresses, they had the clear shield that you could see through them, you could see their lips and, and mouth, so that, that would be something similar to what uh, your faculty and staff did, is that correct? That is correct. In fact, we just had a conversation of our educational administrators yesterday, and we are opting to continue that practice this yeah. year. Several of our teachers at the end of the year said, you know what, I didn't get one germ, one cold from those children all year. <laughs> so we think that if we're not really out of the woods with COVID, although we're all enjoying the, the additional freedom since the mask mandate has been lifted, but we are not certain that everybody has done the full exercise of protection. So we're just not gonna take chances. Our children need to be here. We want them here. And we're making preparations for, for that continuance this year. So how did you uh, provide the support for your teachers uh, needed to do their jobs uh, during this past year? Oh, that's a long, I'll give you a short answer for a long question. Um, hours and hours of training. We did individualized training, bringing them up to speed with technology. We did whole group trainings. We were actually in the middle of a, a workshop from a grant that we had done on reading aloud which ended up dovetailing into what we were doing beautifully. And the presenters for that just turned on a dime and were able to present uh, webinars to our, our teachers right where they were. Some of them were done uh, early in COVID when we were still at home. And some of them were done in small group settings here in the building when we returned. But we probably have about 50 hours worth of training in uh, for each teacher. Tech support, no. curriculum support, and there was an awful lot of emotional support. This was really challenging for teachers. Sure, sure. Now, you, Ruth, you are trying to increase the family engagement at DePaul School and give them uh, the support that they need. How do you go about doing that for the families? Well, as everybody experienced in COVID, we, we all had to make adaptations quickly. Uh, we stayed in touch with them. We actually did our uh, back-to-school night virtually. And we had a, a read aloud specialist do a presentation with our families. It was a great interactive presentation that we did last fall. Um, we connected with our families virtually to do our, we, a part of our 
success of our preschool program is individualized parent sessions. Well, those all had to be done virtually and those were done and they were successful. And we actually flipped our baby program, baby and parent program to a virtual program, which was done online a couple of times a week for families. And, and that was interesting because we have families participating from uh, Philadelphia area, Erie area, you know, places where those children would not be connected with us. Wow, you expanded your So it expanded our program. Mm -hmm. So that was a positive thing, you know, with COVID that you kind of thought outside the box, uh, so to speak, you know. Now, Ruth, outside, do you... Outside the, um, the computer box. The computer box, obviously, right? <laughs> now, Ruth, do you think in the long run that DePaul students will be better prepared for the speaking world having faced uh, the challenges of the pandemic this past year? You know, Father Tom, that's a great question. Uh, we seize the opportunity for our students to practice their self-advocacy in a way that we would not have otherwise had to, to show them. But they not only, self-advocacy is a really critical part of our program where our students learn to get comfortable with their, the fact that they can't hear and that they are using their voice and learning how their voice works because really it's a habilitation process. So in that process, they learn to speak up and say, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. Um, I, I have hearing loss and your mask makes it difficult for me to understand. So then that was one and one facet that they had to do. You know, if you're out in public and somebody's talking to you very quickly with a mask on, you and I have to do that as well. But when you have something like deafness that you're overcoming, it's really helpful to have the confidence to be able to do that, to be able to say and look people in the eyes and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to tell you this, but I, I need your help. Um, the tech skills that our students learned, they learned how to turn on and off various um, um, captioning programs. So that, you know, there are several of them out there that they could access, but that allowed what was being said on the screen to show up on their computer, you know, transcribed. So then they could follow along, not just by what you were saying and them hearing it, but they could also read it. So that was an enhancement to their reading skills, to their self-advocacy skills, and to their capacity to operate independently when they leave us and go to high school or go on to college. They already know how to do that. So they, they grew a number of computer and technology skills that they would not have otherwise needed to use were it not a pandemic. So again, we kind of made lemonade out of the lemons that we were given. You know, not a good situation, but let's, let's capture that and make the most of it and find the blessing in it. And it's just amazing how that you were able to adapt, you and your faculty and staff, uh, with the pandemic and to say normally um, in school instruction, obviously, especially for somebody who is hearing impaired, you have to you have to be there with each other. But you were able to really um, accept that challenge and, and to think outside the computer, so to, so to speak, to be able to handle this in such a, a short notice. So and and just to hear what you were saying, how successful it was that the, the faculty, the staff, the students the parents uh, to be able to do that with all these challenges of, 
of the unknowns. Uh, kudos to you to be able to do that. And it sounds like, you know, you're already preparing for, you know, this coming school year with the faculty and staff to keep the, um, the masks on, the shields. So I always say out of a negative situation, the pandemic, obviously there's a positive. You know, it brings people together. Uh, you utilize your resources. You were able to connect people across the state uh, out in Philadelphia. Um, so I always say out of a negative, there would be a positive. Um, what do you think about that? I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I believe that is the heritage of the Sisters of Charity that founded DePaul in 1908. Mm -hmm. That is one, that's the charism, that's the caring that they brought to this organization. And that's the reason why we are here today. That is Absolutely. the mission that they started is the very same mission that we still actually interviewed teachers to bring them in with that idea. We talk about it as a team and we, we are an organization that really is team focused and team driven. And so with that kind of a mindset, everybody wants what's best for the children. Absolutely. Well, we need to take a break. Uh, we have lots more to cover. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke. We'll be back here on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End, Point Breeze, Homewood, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict de Mort Parish in the Hill District. And happy Independence Day this 4th of July of 2021. And on this 4th of July Sunday morning, we are featuring the DePaul School for Hearing and Speech, located in Pittsburgh's Shadyside neighborhood. And our guest this morning is Ruth Ald, who is the executive director at the DePaul School. Now, Ruth, you are now able uh, to help children as soon as they are diagnosed with hearing loss. And with the help from the our, came, our Campaign for the Church Alive, you started a baby and parent program. Can you tell us about this effort? Sure. Uh, through, the, through the funds that we got from the Campaign for the Church Alive, uh, that was able to help us with our our toddler program, which is the program that begins at 18 months. Um, when a baby in Pennsylvania is born, they are screened for, uh, we call it a newborn hearing screening. And in that process, they're identified if they don't pass that hearing screening and they're recommended that they get a full diagnostic at one month, that at three months, they get outfitted with hearing aids or some hearing device, and then at six months they begin early intervention. Now that's a lot for a family to take on, but when we know that the sooner that a child begins to close that gap of not hearing, and the sooner that we begin that process of teaching that family and that child how to talk, the, the sooner we can close that gap. Now, keep in mind that, that in utero, that baby is hearing unless there's an issue. And so uh, and that's why a newborn child knows its parents' voices. But if you didn't have that, we have to begin closing that gap as soon as we possibly can. So we have a language gap that we have to close. We begin a program with parents at three to six months of age, if a family's interested, we will work one-on-one -on -one with a parent and teach the parent. We do a number of programs like our baby, our little listeners, baby and parent music program. And then our toddler program begins at 18 months. And that's the, um, the funds from the Church Alive help to offset that program's cost. Uh, that program 
was meeting twice a week. Of course, during COVID, we closed it and went virtual because honestly, who was going to leave their 18 month old baby with us? We thought it was safer just to do it virtually. But that program's focus is to teach a child to talk, to teach the parent how to coach that child. So the child is making utterances that make sense. And then before they know it, the child's actually speaking words. Mm-hmm. Now, what should parents do if they have a young child who is not talking yet and they believe that there is a problem with hearing loss? What would be the first steps that you would advise parents to do? I would advise them to talk to the experts. Among those experts would be those of us at DePaul School because this is exactly what we do. So call the school. There is a liaison at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh who would help them to find other supports that they need because perhaps they're having trouble getting an assistive device to get the child access to sound. Well, that's, you know, that's the talk to your pediatrician, but by all means, call DePaul School, come in for a tour. We would love to show you what we are able to do here. Mm-hmm. Now, Ruth, when parents first arrive at DePaul School, uh, how, how are many of them feeling? And what about after their child transitions uh, to the regular school? Well, typically, a parent is feeling that deep sense of loss. And they're actually grieving because this, this child who is flesh of your flesh has something wrong with them. But in reality, it isn't something wrong. It's just something different. So we are, we are sensitive to that and we coach them through that. That's a part of the whole process. A, a parent has to come to terms with the fact that this difference is one that can easily be mitigated. And, don't, and it's, it's best to do that with others who understand And that is one of the beautiful things about getting parents together in that baby and parent group. The bonds that they create will last a lifetime, both for the children and for the parents. Um, And when it is time for a child to transition out of our program, that is a scary part for parents as well, because we have such a loving and nurturing environment here at DePaul School, which is necessary for the work that we do. Now you're thinking about your child transitioning to perhaps it is your neighborhood school where there are 30 children in the class, or perhaps it is to a Catholic school, which is a big building and there's a lot of things going on there. There is a, a similar sense of, oh my goodness, how do I how do I navigate this change in my world? So we prepare both the family and the child for that transition. And we have a whole sequence of events that we help the child to prepare. And some of those are the self-advocacy that I mentioned earlier. Oh, that is great. And I can, I can only imagine a, a family, a parents that have a child with special needs. And, um, but there is support out there for them, the love and the nurturing and the care and the transition uh, that you provide uh, at DePaul School for, um, for those who are deaf or hard of hearing. That's just a wonderful program that you provide for, for these parents. Now, uh, medical technology has come a long way, and how do uh, cochlear um, implants work, and how have they made a difference for children who are deaf? You know, the cochlear implant has been around almost 40 years, and it is really a remarkable invention. It is able to send a uh, the, the, the best image that I can use is like a fiber optics, a thin little wire that goes into the cochlea, which is, believe it or not, the same size in a newborn baby as it is an adult. 
It is, it doesn't change size. So they can do this implant at birth and it, it can be in there a very long time. So it is inserted in there and it replaces the hair cells that have transmit sound. And so it is a binary signal that is transmitted into the brain. And then the part that we do here at DePaul School, once you have that implant, that's only half of the process. Your brain has to be trained to make sense of the sound that is now being transmitted because you have had a gulf or a void in your life without sound. So once that is inserted into your into the cochlea of your brain, now we can do the habilitation process and teach you what sound is like. Initially, everything sounds very mechanical, but we can teach the child not to use that type of a voice, learn to use your vocal cords, learn to hear how other people's vocal cords are transmitting sound. And truly it's a remarkable, miraculous process. Amazing. Wow. And we just have a minute left. So our final question uh, here today is for people who may want to support the mission of DePaul School for Hearing and Speech or for families who may need your services, how can they connect with you? I would encourage people to go to our website. It is loaded with videos, with examples, with stories. Um, you could friend us on Facebook. Um, I absolutely would encourage you to call if you're in the neighborhood or you would like to schedule a visit. We welcome visitors. Our students use that as an opportunity for them to practice talking. They would love to meet you. And so would I. And can you give us the website and the telephone number to reach you? Absolutely. It's www.depaulhearingandspeech.org. And the phone number is 412-924-1012. And you're located in the Shadyside neighborhood. You're right next door to me uh, here in the East End. So uh, beautiful campus there. Uh, at the St. Jude uh, new property there, the St. Jude campus in Shadyside. Ruth Ald, who is the executive director at DePaul School for Hearing and Speech, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you, Father Tom. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our plus segment on this Independence Day holiday, we are featuring the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And in the Gospel of St. Mark, uh, Jesus is rejected by the people of Nazareth, his hometown. He goes back to Nazareth, He his first trip home since he left, and we encounter Jesus teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath. And many who hear him were astonished and amazed at his teachings, but they reject him because they do not know who he really is. And Jesus is rejected by the very own people who should know him and accept him. And oftentimes in our own families, our own neighbors, our own society, we are rejected. But also when we refuse to welcome people in our own lives. We misjudge people today, whether because of their skin color, their educational background, political party, their appearance. Rejection can hurt everybody. And every person is made in the image of God. And our task is to cherish uh, each child of God and welcome each other's gifts and being necessary, building up the body of Christ. So especially on this holiday weekend, uh, the 4th of July, Independence Weekend, really be thankful for what we have, the people in our lives, our faith, our family, and our friends, and let go of the negativity and the rejection. Have a great holiday. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Thanks for listening to Catholic Education Plus here 
on KDK Radio. Have a great couple weeks. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.